I'm Tony Thompson. Do you, EBO? I do. Andrew Bailey is your Missouri Attorney General. We have him on once a month to find out what's going on. So, hey, Andrew, what's going on? Hey, Paul, and thank you so much for having me on. You're welcome. Um, I want to start with Israel. I have to go there first. I am just so just rabidly angry that Hamas blew up that hospital parking lot by mistake, and then now they're saying that 500 people were killed and the hospital was destroyed when there's video showing that it didn't even happen, but all of the news agencies are saying it did. Yeah, I mean, that's what you get from the mainstream media is just... uh Either they ignore facts or contort facts to, to achieve a narrative or outright lies. And, I mean, look, the, at the end of the day, these Hamas terrorists hate Israel more than they love their own children. And that, that is a, a hatred that you can't fix. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, Israel has a right to exist and a right to defend themselves from terrorist attack. I, you know, when uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu called this uh, Israel's version of the September 11 attacks, I think there's a lot in common there. I mean, they were, uh, you know, it was a surprise attack targeted at innocent civilians. Uh, with the obje- stated objective of, of achieving, uh, you know, a terrorist goal, and certainly uh, the, it, it's been a deadly uh, terrorist strike, and, and Israel is going to have to go in and clean out the Gaza Strip and eliminate that terrorist threat. And I think the world, uh, you know, it, it needs to stand up and support Israel and, and understand what's going on here. Well, because of their lie, now the embassy in Lebanon is on fire, and and we need to move on to other topics. But long live Israel. My prayers are with them. May Hamas die by their own rules. All right. So I know you've been fighting hard for pork producers and I, I, I thank you for that. I can't afford bacon anymore, but um, we need to help pork producers stick around because we still, we still need bacon and ham and pork chops and yummy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Look, I'm always going to stand up and fight for Missouri agriculture. That is uh, so many people's livelihoods and their legacies. I mean, this, this is a family tradition. People who inherit legacy farms or, uh, you know, the, their families have been in agriculture for, for years, and they want to hand it off to the next generation. It's a way of life. And so it's important to stand up and fight for those livelihoods and legacies. And certainly uh, the pork industry in Missouri is suffering because other states are enacting legislation that hurts our producers' ability to get their goods into the marketplace. And if there's no supply, if demand remains the same and there's a shorter supply, then prices go up so all the consumers suffer. So it's about protecting the Missouri agriculture so they can put food on everyone's table. Yeah, we can't have the prices go any higher. We really can't, or I'm going to be eating ramen noodles and that's it. But what, what's with Massachusetts and a pork ban? Why would they ban pork? Well, you know, these liberal states, and we saw this in California as well, where they enacted some protectionist legislation that, again, it, it hurt uh, Missouri farmers' ability to get their goods into the marketplace. It created an unfair advantage for some producers uh, that are already in California, and they do it in the name of protecting animals, but at the end of the day, it ends up hurting humans because, again, consumers are left with fewer options and higher costs. And so uh, that we see a similar thing going on in Massachusetts. You know, who knows what motivates the left to do the loony to enact the Looney Tune policies that they come up with? I mean, again, they, they say they want to help animals, but they do it to the detriment of human beings. Yeah, and now they say you're supposed to wear your jeans in the shower because we have too much microfibers coming off of our denim. It's just they're nuts. They're all stinking cray-cray. There's there's one part of the population that um, wants to ban pork completely, but we'll leave that right there. Um, why did you sue the Wentzville School Board? Well, what was going on there is that the Wentzville School Board was violating the state open meeting law, and I'm fighting to protect a parent's right to know what's going on in their kids' schools and have a voice in that process. It's a parental rights issue, plain and simple. And at the end of the day, the Wentzville School Board was 
holding closed meetings so they can secretly enact a transgender bathroom policy. And by the way, that's problematic enough, but let's go one layer deeper. The policy itself allowed school officials to give permission for kids to use different bathrooms without having to tell the parents. So imagine if you had a daughter who came home and said, hey, I'm using a, uh, there was a boy, and I'm using the women's restroom, and there was a a man in the the restroom with me. And you were surprised by that because you didn't know any of this was going on because the school board had you know, closed the meetings and, and denied you access to that decision-making process. So, again, these are the, the parents' children, not the school's kids. Missourians don't co-parent with the government. It's a parental rights issue. They violated the state open meeting law. And what's worse, some of the school board members uh, spoke up and said, hey, I think we should be talking about this in open meetings so that the parents can have a say in this process and know who's using which bathrooms. And you know what some of the other school board members said? It's none of the parents' dang business. Oh I mean, that gosh. is the kind of hubris of the left. It's a violation of our parental rights. So, we're going to protect parents and, and their ability to, to know what's going on in those schools and, and have a say in the process. They better build a bathroom for the trans people, then they got to pee too. But I I can tell you, I have a eight-year-old grandson who has has a few developmental issues. And when we go to a public place, and I don't have anyone to take, he goes in the girl's bathroom with me, and the reaction from people is a gasp. And I'm like, he's just a little kid. It's okay. But they're like, this is, and they start calling me a liberal. I'm like, I can't let him go in the men's bathroom because if something happens, I can't go in and get him. But that's not what we're talking about. But people do have a reaction to this. So I think the majority majority of people don't want their little girl in there with a boy because who knows if he's telling the truth? Who knows if he really feels like he's a girl? If he's got the boy parts, he needs to go in the boy's bathroom unless he's a baby. One is a as a basic fundamental issue. I mean, the, the school boards need to be discussing this matter with the parents so that the parents Amen. can understand what's going on and have a say in the process. And that, well, that was not what was happening in Winsville. That's what we're fighting to protect. Well, good for you because I mean, most of us, if our kids feel some kind of way, we know about it. But if that's being hidden from us and they're playing separate roles, like split personality roles, I'm one person at school and one person at home. That can't be good for their mental health either. No, and the school shouldn't be enabling bad behavior and then hiding it from the parents. I mean, mm-hmm. that, again, the parents have a right to parent the kids. And so when the school is saying, hey, use whatever bathroom you want, we'll keep it secret from your parents. I mean, that's gotten people into a lot of trouble in other states where there's been liability, where kids have gotten hurt. Uh, there, there's been sexual assault offenses, and that's resulted in some serious blowback against these schools from a liability standpoint. So you would think the school would be smarter than this. What we know is that in Loudoun County, Virginia, there, a similar issue yep. resulted in, in the parents standing up and saying, we're not going to take it anymore. We're going to take back control of our schools. And we know that when parents are involved, real change can happen. And, again, that's what this is about is protecting parents' rights. Wait till you see Dinesh D'Souza's movie, Police State. I watched the screener because he's coming on the show this week. And um, the school, it's, it's gone insane. I can't wait for you to see it, Andrew. It'll... It'll shock you. But I know that they were having closed meetings and doing this bathroom policy and stuff in Wentzville. The thing in Virginia, a boy was raping girls, and then they didn't say anything, moved him to a school, and he raped another one. So we can't let this continue. No, again, uh, you know, I think that uh, the, the parents, it's, it, when I say the parents need a voice in the process, it's so that the parents can ensure that the policies being adopted are consistent with the family's values mm-hmm. and that they ensure the protection of the kids. That's not what was going on in Virginia, and people got hurt as a result. Yeah, and so it's not just an academic exercise. It's not just a, it's not theoretical. There are real life implications here, and, and the school needs to understand that and respect the parents, uh, uh, the parents, uh, uh, you know, constitutional right to parent their own children in a way that's consistent with their values. Yeah, because those two girls who were victims are harmed forever.
All right, now they'll be serving life sentences. Yeah, they are, and and nobody really gets that. That's the one thing a woman has that sh- no one should be able to take away from her, and I cannot stand it. It drives me insane. Um, you have you are suing a Missouri provider for giving puberty blockers to minors without a mental health assessment. So, someone says, "I think I'm a girl today," and they start popping the pills, or what? Yeah, that basically what was going on is that these kids were being uh, were going to the to a transgender clinic claiming to have gender dysphoria as a diagnosable mental health condition under the Diagnostical and Statistical Manual Version 5. And so uh, rather than treating these kids with traditional mental health remedies like psychiatric uh, or psychological assessments and evaluations and treatment, they were raced down an assembly line towards child sterilization and administered puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones. These are powerful drugs that permanently alter the child's life. And why are we administering these these pills that are going to create long-term negative health consequences without talking to the children first? And under cross-examination, the so-called experts uh, from some of these clinics admitted, look, we should be at least giving these kids psych assessments and psych evaluations and offering them uh, provision for uh, psychological treatment or psychiatric treatment. And, And if that's not happening then those consumers were being abused by these clinics. Uh, the, the patients were being abused by these clinics, and we're going to stand up and fight to protect children. I want Missouri to be the safest state in the nation for children. Yeah, I am just absolutely confounded by this, that it was even happening. To permanently maim medically my child, who may change their mind next week because they don't even like what's for dinner. I mean, we are we cannot allow them to make these decisions in childhood we won't i mean uh, i won't even let them do certain things that i did as a kid because i know how harmful it can be how can we not know how harmful this is well and certainly european nations have acknowledged this years ago sweden finland france england and look at the example in england where they had a small clinic that was treating gender dysphoria with beauty blockers cross-sex hormones irreversible surgeries and that all of a sudden the number of young children that were being sterilized grew exponentially from a few hundred a year to thousands a year. And England realized, oh my goodness, we're harming an entire generation of our children and put a stop to it. And I mean, these are countries that are far to the left of America culturally. And it's high time uh, the American Medical Association wake up and smell the coffee. This is abhorrent behavior. This is nothing nothing less than woke left-wing experimentation that results in the sterilization of children. And I'm always going to stand up and fight to protect kids in Missouri. It's so disgusting. I can't make it make sense. All right, I've got three minutes left. We've got to go to the border. I know Biden says he's building the wall. We're talking about 20 miles in Texas, folks, maybe a little more than that. He's not actually building a wall, not the Trump wall that he sold for pennies on the dollar, but... Where are you on the border wall? Well, first and foremost, Biden's refusal to secure the southern border is making Missouri less safe. It's making the United States of America less safe. It's a violation of our national sovereignty. No border, no country. And he refuses Mm -hmm. to do his job at the border. We've got two lawsuits pending right now against the Biden administration forcing him to do his job and enforce border law. Look. Immigration laws remained largely unchanged the past 50 years. And what President Donald Trump did is use the tools on the books, the laws on the books, to reduce border crossings by more than 90%. Yet what Biden is doing is not only allowing an open border, but the few people he does catch, it's a catch-and-release policy. And Mm -hmm. so we've got to get that border wall in place. Congress appropriated money to build the wall. That is a statute. That is an act of Congress. That is a law. Biden has to follow it. So we've got a lawsuit right now. We were just uh, affirmed at the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals that forces Biden to use the money appropriated by Congress to build that wall. 
Uh, we've also got a, a lawsuit against Biden's unlawful perversion of the law. He's uh, currently taking the parole process, which allows for individualized determinations, one-offs. If, in, if, if the uh, Department of Homeland Security de- determines that certain individuals need to be allowed in this country for a temporary time, uh, it, that is allowed within the context of immigration law. But Biden is using it to allow large numbers, large swaths of individuals are in, which is, a, it, again, that runs afoul. Of, it violates the plain text of the statute. He is perverting the law to achieve a result, which is to flood this country with illegal uh, criminal aliens. And so we're fighting back against that as well. And just recently, last week, I joined a coalition of a total of 27 states, so 26 states and Missouri, came together and to demand that the Department of Homeland Security end the catch-and-release policy. They're letting millions of people in this country who are then here illegally. We have turned over control of the border to the cartels. Fentanyl is flowing across the border. Human trafficking is on the rise. Missouri communities are less safe. Every state's a border state at this point. We're going to keep up the fight to ensure that President Biden does his job to secure the nation, our national sovereignty, to protect us from these uh, flagrant violations of the southern border. Amen to that. And I have about 35 seconds, but I just want to make the point that the only job of Congress is to uphold the Constitution and to protect us from foreign enemies. Okay, that's it. That's all they're really supposed to be doing. And they're not doing one of those. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, again, this is an utter failure of the Biden administration to protect American national sovereignty. You saw it with a Chinese spy balloon. He let a foreign enemy you know, spy on this country and hover over Missouri, taking who knows what kind of photographs of our military installations, and then decided to shoot it down after it had completed its mission. Well, Makes no sense, but he, he just about, refuses to protect America. He had about 8 million reasons for doing that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey, um, good to have you back. I'll talk to you again next month. I look forward to it. Thanks, Vaughn. All the best to you and your listeners. You too. Bye-bye.